I went for a run before chatting with Fitz. I was feeling a little bit guilty. I'm a big believer that productivity is holistic. Different areas of our lives kind of combine to make us productive or not productive, and things can change on a daily basis. So this week we're talking fitness and exercise with Fitz Kohler. So stand by to get energised. I was... Totally energised by the end of the chat. Uh, Fitz has a master's degree in exercise and sports science, has appeared on TV, hosts a podcast, and has spent decades building a brand and a business, Fitzness. We talk about what fitness really means. It's kind of not what you see on Instagram. We talk about gyms. Not my favourite place. Uh, We talk about how to get started to get fit and how we'll feel once we're a little fitter. Uh, Check out lots of links in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to the pod. Let's get to it. Hi, Fitz. Hello there, John. I've been looking forward to this. I went out on a run just before because I was feeling guilty, you see. So I thought I've got to go and like go for a run before I talk to Fitz. That's hilarious. I love that. Even without me (laughs) saying anything or doing anything, someone thinks of me and it uh, inspires them into action. I was feeling guilty and I thought I've got to do something today because I've not done a lot. Well, I've been working. That's about it. Um, Well, well done. I've been really interested in chatting to you because we're going to kind of like talk about exercise and productivity, right? Because I think think the two are, are very much connected, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so without further ado, let me give you 30 seconds to tell everybody uh, who you are and what you do, starting about now. <laughs> you know what? I'm bossy. I'm noisy. I'm a fitness innovator, a highly, highly credentialed fitness expert. I'm an author, a speaker, a race announcer. I, uh, I get people to make themselves better, live better, live longer. Fantastic. Where's your website? fitness.com that's f-i-t-z-n-e-s-s i love that and i like the fact that like you've got a master's degree in exercise and sports science right so you know what you're talking about on this i sure do yeah you're not deep buzzer john this is very exciting (laughs) it is it's all the yeah it is exciting yeah um no i like this fact that you you are you're into sports science, so you know what you're talking about. You're not just somebody on Instagram who fancies taking pictures of themselves at the gym, right? Well, you know what? When I started teaching fitness at 15 and fell in love with it, and it's actually something I was very good at. My sister, my siblings were fantastic at competitive sports, and I tried and I did my best, but I was never a real superstar there. Hmm. Uh, but when it came to teaching fitness, that's where I found. Um, great success. And when I went to college and I, I started working in television and te- uh, speaking around the world, I thought, you know what? I am dealing with people's hearts, lungs, joints, mm-hmm. spinal column. It's really important that I'm an actual expert on this subject. It's, it's important that I do no harm. And so that's where I dove into getting the master's degree. And it has paid off in spades, not only for me professionally, but I think for the people that I support. Yeah, you just mentioned joints, and I'm thinking about my knees after my run. They're pretty important stuff. Yeah, those joints. I know. I, know. I need some new knees, definitely. Um, so productivity and exercise, the two are very much connected, aren't we? What issues do you think we might experience with our productivity if we're not exercising enough? Well, think about the unfit person uh, applying for the job. You know, let's say you own a business and you need someone that's going to really boost sales or boost productivity. 
are you going to hire the person that walks in that's dreadfully out of shape, has a fatigued look in their eyes, uh, is low energy, slumps a little bit, has bad posture, or are you going to hire the go-getter who comes in standing up tall, shoulders back, boom, ready to get some work done, high energy, that guy who you know just uh, swam a few laps today and clearly takes care of himself. Which do you want? Do you want the person who doesn't care about themselves and and the outcomes are going to be low energy? Or do you want the person that is power packed? And I think the the decision is clear, right? Yeah. And both people might be just as good at doing the job, but it's the society and the world we live in that says, I'm going to pick that person. Well, <laughs> so I'm not saying one person has a hot body, mm, right? Sure. Um, and and clearly, if you're if you're in a science field or a whatever field, unless you're in you know swimsuit modeling, you don't need someone with a hot body. You need someone who's really smart and yeah. really capable. However, uh, first impressions are determined in less than seven seconds, hmm. and so when you walk into the room you're making an impression. They don't even get to know what's in your head before they think, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. or mm, no. And uh, I don't think it is uh, bigoted to not choose someone who you think is going to call in sick all the time, mm. right? Someone who's going to be able to put out only 50% of the work effort because they're just in bad shape and they're a they're a a low energy person i don't think that's bigoted at all i think that's wise so clearly get someone with the credentials you need and the knowledge you want and the the expertise but if if you're choosing this or that choosing that fit energy energetic person is probably your best bet um you mentioned fit and and unfit explain what you mean by fit and unfit because it, it, we get a very strange view of fitness, don't we? Probably because of social media. Um, and, and when you look at Instagram, you just see muscles and bodies and beautiful everything, don't you? And, but that's not necessarily being fit, is it? No. Well, no, not necessarily. It's funny. I mean, one of the things that I, I don't even consider it competition, but I had an hmm. agent, a, a sports agent for a while, and he, he got me a lot of endorsement deals, spokesperson work and speaking work. Um, hmm. But then he brought in this woman who is known as the butt girl. I'm not going to say her <laughs> name, but basically all she does is take have people take pictures of her with her, her backside. She's not naked. She's in a thong or she's yeah. in tight pants, but... You know, he and he kept calling her a fitness expert. And I said, okay, show me her credentials. And they weren't there. And I just was like, I don't even want to be on the menu with this other person. Uh, All she is is the butt girl. So, yeah, there's care, buyer beware, right? Careful who you choose. You do not choose the most muscly man or the most muscly lady. You choose someone with knowledge in their brain. Um, you know, so what is fitness? Fitness hmm. is a combination of things. Fitness is having personal proficiency in four different categories, which are required to qualify as fit. Number one is strength. Can you push, pull, press against resistance? Can yeah. cardiovascular strength, the, the thing that makes you huff and puff, do you have stamina? Uh, flexibility. Can your muscles go through their proper range of motion? You know, your arm, for example, should be able to do this 360 degree helicopter move. Our yeah. shoulder uh, joint is the most uh, mobile in the body, right? Yeah. How many people actually put their arms through that wide range of motion each day? It's probably a very small amount. And then 
The last would be balance. And balance is important. Why, John? I'm going to ask you this. Why is balance training important? Well, my instant reduction, reaction is so you don't fall over. Boom. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So there's, I call but, them. But no, no, I, yeah, I, I, I get, I do get that because I would imagine it, it, it means you're more mobile generally, light, maybe lighter on your feet. Well, all of those things. But yeah, if you're, let's say, a marathon runner who can't do five push-ups, are you really yeah. fit? Yeah, I'm a little bit like that. You know, well, that's not so good, right? If yeah. you are a spinning instructor who can't touch her, their toes, are you fit? You know, I mean, the answer is no. So those four pillars of fitness, I think, are vital, or I know are vital. Strength, cardiovascular capacity, flexibility, balance. So that's the exercise part of fitness. And then the other part is nutrition. And in neither category do you need to be perfect, but you have to make some sort of effort. And so... Mm. Um, yeah, if you exercise and if you do cardio and stretch and balance, yet you're morbidly obese because you eat so much, you don't qualify as eat too much. Do you, you don't qualify as fit. If you're a real thin person because you've managed your intake, but you don't do the exercise, you're also not fit. So it, it really, I believe there's a combination. Um, when you combine those efforts with quality rest and mental health, Boy, are you an unstoppable force, yeah. or do you have the capa- you have the capacity to be an unstoppable force? Yeah, but we don't have to measure ourselves against what we see online, do we? Of because I think that's not. unhealthy. No, and John, you know, I I announce dozens and dozens of uh, running events in yeah. America every yeah. year, and at Los Angeles Marathon, for example, we got about thirty five thousand people that weekend. Yeah. I would say about. are at their ideal weight. The other 80% could lose 20 or more pounds. And for you guys, that would be a couple of stone or more. And, but are they still great people doing the work of running a marathon? These are the productive go-getters. They're not, you know, quote unquote, perfect little runner bodies or skinny swimsuit models. Who cares? They are healthy. They are fit. Um, uh, Clearly if they, if the the heavier side of the group dropped a little weight, it would be easier on their joints and their spinal columns. But you don't have to be a swimsuit model to be fit or healthy. And anyone who thinks that is, uh, you know, probably doing themselves harm. One of the things I do is uh, on the podcast is ask the same three questions to everybody. And the first one mm-hmm. is, what's your number one productivity tip? Something that you would say to everybody that they got to do to be a bit more productive? Make less, make to-do lists. And so I was told to make a top 10 list every day and then just check those things off. And so I don't know if I always hit 10, but I always make a list of the things I need to do. And I do them in my iPhone, on my calendar. So it's check, check, check. And it, it really makes me a way more productive person. Do you get worried if you don't check everything off? I never worry about anything. Worrying (laughs) is a useless behavior Mm. and it just, no, no. No. If I, if, if it needed to be done today, you bet your bottom dollar, I did it today. There's no uh, excuses in my category on must do's, but if I didn't get to something that wasn't of vital importance, then I'll do it the next day. Because you can kind of become a slave to your to-do list sometimes if you let yourself, you can put too much on the to-do list. So you're never in a million years going to be able to do 30 items today. Right. So there's no point in putting them on the list. 
yeah, what's what do I need to do today? Yeah. And then maybe there's a few um, would be nice to do's. And so I I always do the must do's. And then if I can get to the would be nices, I do. Yeah, yeah, it's a good plan. Um, gyms, oh, gyms, yeah. Um, so so I've I've got to dis I've got to decide in October pretty much whether I'm going to join my first gym because I'm old and like I said my knees now in the winter running around the hills of the Welsh borders in the UK I I notice my knees they talk to me after I've done a run right um, and and I know that I've got to I can't stop last year I stopped running in bad October and I didn't start again until March because. It was just too cold, too painful. So what I've, decided, what I've decided to do is to join the gym so at least it'll be nice and warm when I'm running. But it's a nightmare. I, I don't want to. How do we huh. build our confidence to join? Uh, so, you know, for starters, a gym, I don't consider it a nightmare. A gym is a yeah, I do. An opportunity. You know, it's a temperature-controlled, safe environment. So... You know, weather controlled, right? So here in Florida, sometimes it's blistering hot. In Wales, it's obviously freezing sometimes. The rain hits us both. Snow can be a problem. Time of day can be a problem. You know, I don't go out in the dark and exercise yeah. alone. Uh, so uh, the gym is a wonderful place that says, hey, if you like to exercise, we're going to accommodate you. We're going to give you a bunch of equipment that is designed to help you get fed. We're going to provide some classes that you may enjoy, that you may learn from and enjoy the the coaching and, and the, uh, the being challenged by somebody else, an environment of like-minded people who think exercise and healthy bodies are a good idea and cool. So I think gyms are anything but a nightmare. But, you know, getting past that lack of confidence mm. – you know, what you got to know is the second you walk into a gym, you're one of the cool people, right? So mm. um, the people we may raise an eyebrow to are the ones just sitting on the couch eating junk food and you, drinking themselves into oblivion or smoking cigarettes. Those are the ones where we may think, ew, what's going on there? Why? That was like, take yeah. care of yourself, bucko. But if you show up at a gym, that means you care and you're going to try and zero people there are expected to be a professional. You're just there to work on yourself. And quite frankly, most everybody else is too busy worrying about themselves to look at you. Yeah. So it's a very self-involved uh, moment when people walk into the gym and think, oh, what is everybody going to think of me? Because the reality is probably nobody is going to think of you at all. Nobody but you. And I don't say that in a mean way. I say that yeah. in the best way positive is you're there to get some job done and you know, what you lift or don't lift is nobody else's business. And uh, you're there. You're one of the cool people. Welcome yeah. to the club. Yeah. So do it. Yeah, I, and You're right, aren't you? I mean, you are. I know it makes sense. I am right, John. <laughs> because I mean, right. I'm, I'm thinking comes come sort of like October, November. It's going to be dark at 4 p.m. It's going to be two degrees outside. There's going to be horizontal rain. I don't want to run. I don't want to go climbing up the hill to the castle. Which is like vertical almost. I don't want to do that. I but... feel like maybe that was a little braggadocious, John. I don't want to go climbing up to the castle. <laughs> There's no castles here in Florida. I don't have any oh, castle climbing. Yeah, That's awesome. I know. It is pretty cool, actually. It is, it is very nice. It's like a 900-year-old castle. But it's on the top of a really big hill. Mm, that and, sounds great for yeah, your booty. Yeah, it is. But but there is this sense. I, I would definitely 
feel massive imposter syndrome going into a gym, hugely. <sighs> well, stop that. Stop mm. that. You know, the one thing you're in control of is you and your own mind. Um, mm. So when I went through cancer care and I lost a lot of weight and I was very sick and very weak, I had this moment where um, it was, I did 15 months of chemo. So this is about mm. the midpoint of chemotherapy. And I had just got out of surgery and my surgeon had given me permission to go into the gym to lift mm. weights again. And so I sat down on a machine and I was, I was a little skeleton, a bald little skeleton with no wig. I just, mm. I went as is. And, uh, I, I sat down on one machine and I poked the pin in the weights to lift what I used to lift. Mm. And man, that, that machine wouldn't budge. And so yeah. I had to lower the weight and lower the weight. And what yeah. I found out is that I could only lift about 20% of what I had previously lifted pre-chemo. And that was a moment where I thought, oh gosh, yeah. you know, this is the point where I'm supposed to cry and run out of the gym dramatically saying, I can't do it. Wah, wah, yeah. wah. And then, and then I just had that moment where I told every, the thing I had told everybody else for decades is that Nobody else is looking at you. Nobody else cares what you're lifting or you're not lifting. In fact, even though I, I was a sore thumb with my my skinny body and my bald head, I think people were probably looking at me saying, "Atta girl, look at her. She's trying real hard. She's, <laughs> you know, she's she's showing up, and that makes it makes her cool." So, you know, again, you you show up at the gym. You're part of the cool club. And if if you're going to tell yourself something differently, then you need to really work on that because that voice in your head is very powerful. Mine, you know, going through those hard times, mine was always a very big source of encouragement saying, Fitz, you can do this. You can do hard things. You know, those, that voice in the, my head sat me down for chemo 21 times. It sat me down for all sorts of scary yeah. things because she had my back. She was encouraging me. But if she was in there saying, oh, dummy, you're going to die anyways, just go home. I might have gone home. So yeah. choose, choose wisely what you tell yourself. And uh, if you wouldn't let that voice talk to your best friend that way, don't don't allow it to talk to you that way. Be an encouraging source. So is regular exercise more important than intensive kind of ad hoc sessions, do you think? It all adds up. It all adds up. So yeah, you should ideally put some activity into most of your days uh, it's funny. People say, well, you I'm going to exercise three days a week. Well, you've got seven. Hmm. And if you're not deliberately exercising, most people are pretty darn sedentary. There's a lot of sitting, a lot of lying down, a lot of sitting for driving or, you know, kind of lackluster movements around the office. So I think you should take good care of your body. You brush your teeth every day. I believe mm -hmm. most people that are listening brush their teeth at least twice a day. Mm -hmm. And if your teeth fell out, you'd be just fine. Uh, but if your heart goes bad, you won't be just fine. And if your back goes bad, you won't be just fine. So yeah, most days of the week, that's four to seven. Um, it's funny. Some people say seven days. That's crazy. Well, I don't know. We, all of our countries, we've got Olympians training seven hours, seven days a week. I'm not yeah. asking the regular person to do that. What I'm saying is, you know, walk your dog vigorously and yeah. uh, stretch every day. Why not stretch every day? If not, you get stiff. Nobody ever says, gee, my back is stiff and means it in an exciting way. Like, this is great. My back is so stiff. So yeah, uh, yeah you can do something. And, and ideally, exercise will be fun. It will be entertaining. Perhaps something you do with friends or perhaps something you do for a long time. 
and it'll be a way to clear your mind and reduce stress and anxiety. So for sure, you should exercise often. And if you can't do 30 minutes, fine, go and do a three minutes of dancing or one minute of push-ups. There's, there's so many things you can do in very small increments or very big sessions, and all of it adds up to a much better you. Yeah, I think you're right. I quite like the idea of going out for walks. I do, I do a walk first thing in the morning. I mean, before I do anything, I get get wake when the alarm goes off. I'm literally out the door within 15 minutes. And awesome. and when I mean a walk, I mean a you know a good hour um, every every day on top of the running and things. I do. That's fantastic. Yeah, and it does make you. It, it makes me feel more awake. Of course, of course. It's and it's funny how people say, well. I'm too tired to exercise. Okay, but seven minutes into exercise, you feel more energized than you ever yeah. had, right? Even if you're sleepless, <laughs> you know, if you yeah. get start exercising now, boom, your brain uh, goes into high gear and your eyes pop open and you just feel better. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, if you look at any pamphlet in a doctor's office, either it's a, a physical health doctor's office or a mental health doctor's office, all of those pamphlets will tell you that exercise, regular exercise will prevent the ailment they're talking about. And regular exercise is often part of the cure for whatever they're talking about. So it, it, it's a necessity. And um, I, I want to encourage everybody to just start doing something. So the second question I ask everybody is, what's the best piece of kind of advice you've ever been given? It could be life advice, productivity advice, could be any any sort of advice from a teacher or a mentor, something like that. Yeah, always associate up, which means surround yourself with people better than you. Do not Mm. surround yourself with people with uh, sketchy intentions or bad practices or bad habits. If you surround yourself with people that you think are equal or better than yourself, you will do better and be a, be the best version of yourself. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right with that. Um, I always feel better after I've seen my kids because I'm because they're better than me by a million miles. I always feel better after I've seen them. Yeah, my kids are just a dream come true. I'm so fortunate. I'm, I love them so desperately, and oh, they bring me joy even when they're being cranky. They make me mm. happy. <laughs> yeah. So. So obsessed. But, but it's the energy which I feed off them. It's like my, my daughter's got got two kids. And like, so her energy levels are like 10 times more than what mine are most of the day. But I feed off that. I bet. I bet. And do you think, do, do, and is that what you mean by kind of surrounding ourselves by positive people? Um. Well, yeah. So, but there's, think about the people that are big energy sucks, right? There's that person Mm. who's always complaining, the Mm. person that always has something wrong. That person, they come into your life and they call you up and start moaning about this or that. They're just dragging you down. And it's fine if somebody has a legitimate complaint once in a while. But if you've got that Debbie Downer always on the phone, always get complaining about something, you have to remove that person. That person is, is adding toxicity to your life. If you you know, hang with people who have unethical behaviors professionally, you're going to be associated. People are going to assume that you also have unethical behaviors. If, you know, if you surround yourself with nice quality people who, you know, uh, are constantly working on themselves and trying to put out good things to their community, then uh, at minimum, those people won't drag you down. Yeah. 
So if we haven't done any exercise for quite a while, maybe a long quite a while, maybe the quite isn't quite, it's a long, um, yeah. should we kind of start really slowly? Should we see a doctor first and mm. just check things out, do you think? You know what? Your body was designed to move. You don't need to ask permission to mm. move it. Um, but the same information I give to someone who's just had a baby or someone who's coming off an injury or someone who's just getting started or someone going through chemotherapy, right, hmm. uh, is start where you are. Do what you can when you can. And so um, for the average Joe, it might be a great walk up to the castle. Fantastic. Hmm. You know, for a cancer patient, it might be stretching in bed. You're stuck all yeah. day in bed. Maybe you're just going to stretch. Maybe your exercise for the day after surgery is getting out of bed and walking down the hall of the hospital. So exercise can come in any form. Um, you should always be aiming for that strength, cardio, flexibility, and balance, those elements. But do them at the most basic level that you're uh, capable of doing and then go from there. It's not it's not about being who you were in high school. So it's interesting how many, you know, 62-year-old men will talk to me about exercise and they'll say, well, I used to play you know, basketball <laughs> in high school. Okay, I don't care. That, that is not relevant to you today. What are you doing now? And then we can decide what you can do moving forward. And, you know, if you love basketball, all right, let's, let's bring that back in. But instead of, you know, doing all your cool moves, running around the basketball court, maybe you're just going to go shoot some hoops. You're going to pick up the ball. You're going to throw it. You're going to pick it up, throw it again without twisting and turning and things like that. So it's just Start where you are and progress with baby steps. If you do that, you will not have setbacks. You've just made me smile because I'm not 62, but but yeah, I I, I go on about when I was like 15, being able to run the 100 meters in 12.5 seconds and wonder why I can't do it now. I mean, that's cool, but if we're talking about your fitness today, totally irrelevant, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think I will ever do it like that again. Um, never again. Well, I, you know what, John? One of the things that gives me the most hope is I have so many people in their 90s finishing full marathons mm. each year. I mean, yeah. I'll stand there at a finish line and here comes, you know, Boo Woo Lee, this famous guy in California. I mean, I, he's famous to me, nobody else, but he's in his 90s and he has crossed my finish line so many times. So I see what's possible. Um, and, and short of 90, I don't really consider people old. There's, a, there's people who age quickly because they haven't taken care of their bodies. And yeah, you can be elderly in your 70s yeah. if you've done it wrong. Yeah. But if you're doing it fairly well, uh, 70 doesn't have to be old, nor does 80. So um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of hope out there. There, there. There's a lot of examples of people doing it the right way. Yeah. And what I encourage everybody to do is look at the people doing the wrong way and the, the smokers and the people who don't exercise and the yeah. people who eat horrible food and go, do I want to be like that person? And the answer is probably not so much. And then you look at people who are doing it really well and 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 maybe do a little, do a little research. I mean, what is Jane Fonda doing? What is yeah. William Shatner doing? You know, yeah. there's some people yeah. you're like, oh gosh, William Shatner's in his 90s for crying out loud. <laughs> Yeah. What? Yeah. Jane yeah. Fonda's 85. They, they don't have Hollywood magic. They have taken care of their body. So let's be more like those people. Yeah, you're right. So so go on. How do we feel when we're fit? How does it feel? Tell tell me. 
how it yeah. feels. I tell you what it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel miserable. It doesn't mm. feel like pain is slowing you down and limiting you. It doesn't feel um, demotivating. You know, all these things that come with uh, lack of fitness, you forget. Mm. You know, it's almost like when you have a cold and your nose is stuffy and you just think, oh, if I could only have one clear breath, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you get and then you get back to breathing easy and uh, you forget, right? So when you're fit, when you have a fit body, you forget what it feels like to have pain, to have debilitating tightness. So it feels good. And when you are fit, you don't have to think about your body because it's no longer a burden. When you are fit, when you're of ideal weight, you can take your energy and focus on wonderful things like your family or your great animals or your profession, right? Mm. If you're overweight, you're constantly thinking about how much you dislike your your waistline or your hips or thighs. That's a lot of energy being consumed mm. by your focus on the body parts, right? Yeah. But I tell you, when you achieve your ideal weight and you're a pretty fit person who has this habit of exercising and it's not this big argument in your head of, am I going to exercise or not? You just do then you really clear up a lot of headspace for wonderful things that have nothing to do with your body. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing I noticed when I got reasonably fit was that the amount of can't be asked days was reduced. Uh, I'd, some t I'd, I'd wake up in the morning, so I can't be asked. Oh, ha. okay. Can't, can't be asked. Can't be bothered. to. Sorry, it's an English thing. Can't be bothered. Okay. <laughs> we, say, we say can't be asked to do that. <laughs> I am learning, John. I'm going to take this and start saying this around Florida. Go and around Florida. I can't be asked to do this today. Can't be asked. <laughs> but it does. When you're more energized, you, those days where you can't be bothered to do things, they, they do shrink, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just everything's better. So I do a lot of keynote addresses. Corporations bring hmm. me in to, you know, uh, motivate their. Uh, their workforce or sometimes their customers. And so I speak on a variety of topics, but one of my topics is called fixing your life with fit fitness, my mm. brand, fixing your life with fitness. But the whole purpose is just to talk about if you take care of your body, if you exercise in these ways and you watch what you put in your mouth and get the quality rest, everything in your life gets better. Your sleep improves, your your output at the office improves. You become yeah. that go-getter that not only gets the good job, but gets promotions, right? When you are feeling good about yourself, you become yeah. a nicer parent, a nicer spouse, a nicer friend. You have fewer arguments at home. I mean, everything yeah. in your life will improve if you take care of your physical and mental health. And if not, you suffer the consequences. But yeah, it really is a problem solver in so many ways. So the final question I ask everybody is, um, what's your secret procrastination? Because everybody procrastinates and wastes a little bit of time and just, you know, when they're meant to be working, they just do something else. Oh. Uh, what, what's yours? Mine is, uh, my dogs are irresistible. So, you know, when I'm traveling, I'm full force laser focused and I do a heck of a lot of that. But when I come home, I work from home and my dogs are so darn cute. So... <laughs> There's a lot of time where they just look at me and I think, all right, I'm dropping everything. We're going to cuddle or throw the ball or go for a walk. But yeah, my dogs are are a uh, procrastination uh, yeah. promoter for sure. They really are. And I've got a friend who um, they've got a little puppy and they wanted to actually call it waste of time. Oh, that's hilarious. 
<laughs> because you could just start playing and cuddling and fussing and that's your day gone. That's right. And I just say, can't be asked with my can't dog. Can't be asked with my can't dog. So on the flip side, John, I want you to start walking around whale saying, hey, y'all. Just Hey, y'all. Hey, okay. y'all. Hey, y'all. I'll, I'll have a go at that, yeah. My my strange looks. Um, Fitz, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I've enjoyed this. Where can we find you? Where's your website and all your bits and pieces? So my home base for everything is fitzness.com. That's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S.com. Tons of free resources there. So if anyone just needs some good guidance on exercising or eating right or achieving uh, weight loss, fitness.com is filled with it. All of my books are there. Um, obviously, I have the Cancer Comeback Series, which is a great weapon for cancer patients and mm. survivors to use exercise and nutrition as a source of increasing their chances of uh, getting to remission and mm. decreasing their chances of recurrence. It's all science-backed and um, layman's terms to make it easy to understand for the cancer patients. But uh, yeah, and then I'm at Fitness on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I love LinkedIn connections. And what I ask is, you know, if if people follow, I promise quality content in return, John. Hmm. But what I would rather people do is reach out and say, hi, I heard you on John's podcast and I'd hmm. like to connect because I would much rather have friends than followers. Fantastic. That's it. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, Fitz, I'll leave links in the show notes to all that stuff so folks can just tap on it. Um, thanks for your time. Much appreciated. My pleasure, John. Thank you. Thanks to Fitz for a time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google. It's everywhere. Just search for the Triple T Productivity Podcast. Thanks for listening.